What does being fully productive actually mean? You can then make sure that that time is really protected and you can then have more time to spend not in your business. We naturally work in very cyclical and seasonal ways. I notice it so clearly when I don't have a to-do list, I spend my whole day chasing my tail. Some days I'm working from an Uber or a tube ride on the way to something work-related. And some days I'm working from home, either from the sofa or the kitchen table. Maybe a dash hound sat at your feet really helps you to be productive. Before we get into this episode, I want to share about this week's partner. When I started my business, I made a big mistake when it came to visuals. I changed color palettes frequently, hand drew my logo, and even had a pink website. I know. I saw design as a fluffy extra, and as a result, struggled to build brand recognition and trust with my audience. Since then, I've thankfully learned how important it is to ensure that the way you look reflects who you are, and to be cohesive with every touch point. There's no denying it, visuals matter. But if, like me, design just isn't your forte, how do you make sure you show up professionally and consistently? Well, that's where 99designs comes in. 99designs by Vista is a platform here to help you find professional designers from around the world to bring your brand to life through custom and memorable design. It's a bit like Hinge, but for design. So whether you're starting out and need a logo and brand identity or further along and need a social media banner or packaging design, 99designs will help you find your design match. There are two ways to do it. You can either launch a contest and be flooded with design ideas from around the world, or you can be matched with a designer to work with from start to finish across your project. I've recently launched my own contest to create a logo for one of my group programs, and it's been so fun to see the creative entries come in. I'm excited to have partnered with 99designs to get you £20 off your first contest. So to invest in risk-free professional graphic design, head to the link in the show notes or to 99designs.com forward slash Alice to get started today. Now let's get on with the episode. Welcome to week five of Summer School. You're listening to episode number 198 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your teacher, Alice Benham. And in this final installment, we're going to be talking about how to be more productive. And I feel like this is an endless task, isn't it? Being more productive. And I guess that's the first place to begin is to acknowledge that we never reach peak productivity. I am someone who loves the idea of kind of reaching the final destination. And in fact, running a business is is basically the opposite of that. Because when you set goals, you reach the goal and then you just, the goalpost moves and you want another one. And when it comes to something like being more productive, well, that feels like an endless task because what does being fully productive actually mean? That's probably a good place to start is, is when we say, I want to be more productive, well, what are we actually talking about? To me, productivity is making sure that we are spending the time that we want to spend doing the things that we want to do. It's easy to assume that productivity means working more hours and doing more stuff. You know, it's kind of tied into that like toxic hustle culture of like always be doing more and squeeze work out of every single second of your day, be multitasking at every point, never relax, always be doing something. Sure, that can be a way that you interpret productivity. But another way to look at productivity is it actually allows you to spend less time working if that's something that's important to you. By being productive, by being more intentional with your time and what you do in your time and getting the most out of your time, you can then make sure that that time is really protected and you can then have more time to spend not in your business or perhaps to have more time to spend doing the things that are really important to you within your business or the tasks that you really enjoy. That for me is what being productive is about. It's about making sure that we are most intentional with the time that we have and what we are doing within that time. 
So how do we make that happen? Well, I think like a lot of things in business, it starts with a bit of awareness of understanding what are our productivity killers. This is going to look different to each of us, but there are some common themes that I notice. When we understand what causes us to be unproductive, we can think about the systems, the routines, the tools and the actions that we can bring in, which are going to help ourselves to not fall into that unproductive rut. I find when it comes to these things, these actions that we can take, it's not a one-time fix. What I'm going to talk to you about in today's episode are pretty basic tips, but they are tips that I so often find myself reminding myself and also my clients. Kind of see productivity a bit like a cycle where it's like, okay, I'm feeling super productive. I'm doing the things that help me. I'm on it. And then for whatever reason, we kind of fall off the bandwagon and then we realize, oh gosh, I'm being really unproductive. Let me remember what helps. Okay, let me do those things. Now I'm in that really productive zone again. Before we know it, we're probably feeling a little bit unproductive. We naturally work in very cyclical and seasonal ways. So if you're feeling Feeling in that rut of productivity right now, I want to give you three really simple but really impactful tips that you can make your everyday more productive. And these are derived from the most common ways that I realize we go wrong when it comes to working in a productive way. The first tip I want to give you, and I feel like most of us will be able to relate to this, who have a little bit of shiny object syndrome. What I mean by shiny object syndrome is where we sit down to work and we just start doing the things that feel exciting to us. We jump between tabs. We get distracted halfway through a task because a call email comes through. We start looking at our TikTok feed because that feels quite interesting. And we might get stuff done, but we might ignore some stuff that's really important to us, but maybe just doesn't feel shiny or exciting. Or we're getting so easily distracted that we're not giving something our full attention. Well, the action that's going to help us if that's something that we do is to write a list. I told you guys these tips were going to be simple. Yes, I am telling you to write a to-do list. Not only because my other business sells to-do lists, www.onpaper.shop, if you need a great, oh crap, sales are closed right now. In September, you can buy a to-do list from me, from On Paper. Uh, Not the only reason I'm talking about lists. The main reason I'm talking about lists is because they are genuinely life-changing when it comes to your productivity. And do you know what? I'm willing to die by that quote. Lists can change your life because what lists give you is clarity clarity on what you need to do. When you do not operate with a to-do list, you are leaving it up to your brain to decide what you want to do. And if you resonate with that shiny object syndrome, you'll likely find yourself doing things that, yes, might feel exciting or cool or kind of fun or easy, but in the process of that, maybe missing the things off that feel most important. Or you'll find yourself feeling so overwhelmed by all of the things that are in your head, you don't know where to start. A numbered to-do list, and when I say numbered, I mean by priority, so you know where to start and which task is next once you finish one of them, you will have total clarity on exactly what you need to be doing. I notice it so clearly when I don't have a to-do list, I spend my whole day chasing my tail and I always feel like I'm missing something or I'm not quite moving forwards in the way that I wanted to. It's a non-negotiable for me that before the end of every workday, I write a to-do list for the next day so that when I get to my desk and start my working day, I immediately have clarity on where I need to begin and what I'm going to get done. It's a tiny habit, but one that I promise you will 
will genuinely change how productive your time is and how easy it is for you to take action in your business. When you already know what you need or want to be doing, it's so much easier to do it. So first tip, if you suffer with a bit of that shiny object syndrome or find yourself getting easily overwhelmed is to write to-do lists. And for me, that looks like a daily to-do list, which is numbered by priority, but also a weekly list that helps me to see roughly what I'm needing to get done each day. Sitting down each Sunday to write that weekly list really helps me to enter the week with intention and also fight a bit of the Sunday scaries if I'm feeling overwhelmed by what's to come. So that's my first tip. My second tip is for those of us, and I'm going to be honest with you, I feel like we can probably all resonate with every single one of these tips because that's why I've picked them because I think they're going to be the ones that most of us will benefit from. This tip is for you. If you notice yourself struggling to get in the zone when it comes to your work, because this tip is to think intentionally about your environment. Environment matters. And this is particularly going to resonate with you if you don't have a home office or if you find yourself working from different places all of the time. That's definitely something I can resonate with. In fact, for the first time ever, I can resonate with that. For the last six years, I've always had an office. I was privileged when I lived at home. I say privileged, I just kind of took over the family room and that was now Alice's office. And in the houses that I've lived in since, I've prioritized there being a separate bedroom for my office space. You might know I've recently moved into London and I can barely afford rent on the one bedroom I've got, let alone on a second to have an office space in. So for the first time ever, I'm working across a number of different spaces. Some days I work from my co-working space, in which case I haven't got a set desk and there's nothing set up for me. Some days I'm working from an Uber or a tube ride on the way to something work related. And some days I'm working from home, either from the sofa or the kitchen table. Because there's now a lack of consistency and a lack of intention in my work environment, I've had to think about how I can create that for myself. It's the simple stuff, like thinking about, right, what what desk setup really helps me? What do I need at my desk that really helps me to work in an intentional and productive way? And also, what can I do that helps me signify that it's work time? If you, like me, don't have a home office, maybe you work from the kitchen table or the sofa. I know the sofa's a bit naughty, but always very comfy. Something that might help you is thinking about how you mark the fact that it is time to start your working day. One of my clients, she lights a candle every time she starts work. And that is a physical representation of her work beginning. A lot of us, we don't have commutes. We don't have that start and end to our day that clearly defines our work. Maybe you want to go on a walk to start your day and and do your commute just round your block. Maybe it's about getting dressed in the morning and not being in pajamas because let's be honest, if you're sat in pajamas, your brain probably isn't quite figuring out that you're meant to be in productive work mode. Think about how you can change your environment and the way you set up your workspace in order to best help you work in that intentional and productive way. There'll be little things each of us can do that make that work easier for us. Might be something as simple as having all of the drinks that you want at your desk. My brother cracks me up. He's not listening to this. And if he references this to me, I'll be very impressed because that will tell me that he's listened to this episode, which there's about a 0.001% chance in him doing because he always has three drinks at his working desk. He explains it that he has one drink for hydration, which is water, one drink for energy, which is usually coffee, and then one drink for enjoyment, which might be a juice or something fizzy. When I really think about it, quite an inspirational approach and something that seems to really help him to be productive. That's something in his environment that supports him. I mean, this is a great excuse to put some things through on your business card that you fancy buying for yourself. Maybe a dash hound sat at your feet 
really helps you to be productive. Go buy that sausage dog on the business card. To clarify, not proper financial advice. I don't think you can expense sausage dogs and dogs are not just for productivity. They are for life. Anyway, that's my second tip for you. Think about how you can make a really intentional environment. My third tip for you And this is for those of us who find that even if we have a list and our environment is sorted, we still sit down and just kind of slug our way through work. What I mean by slugging our way through work is we just kind of keep going. We feel like we're just in this kind of low level of productivity. We don't feel very energized. We can maybe get easily distracted. We find ourselves getting tired. My tip for you here is to work in sprints. If you're familiar with the Pomodoro method, that's what I'm talking about here. The Pomodoro method points out that it is so much more efficient to work in sprints instead of just continually trying to work. The method itself suggests that you work in 25 minute stints, but you can find whatever length of time works for you. But the idea is you work for this certain amount of time and then you take a break and then you work for that time again and then you take a break. And you keep doing that until you get to your lunch break or until you finish your working day or until you finish the list that you wanted to achieve. By working in a sprint, you will be so much more intentional because A, you've got a bit of a deadline. I'm going to finish this bit of work in 25 minutes or I need to stop in 25 minutes. B, it's a lot easier to be distraction free because it's an intentional time of work. When I'm working in one of my sprints, I'm not looking at TikTok. I'm not looking at personal stuff on my laptop. I am working really intentionally. Our brains love focus. You might have thought to yourself previously, oh gosh, why am I so productive when I have a deadline? Because there's a clear focus and you're working to some kind of timeliness. How can you create this in your everyday where you can work in these sprints? I notice whenever I do this, I get so much more out of my time and I either achieve more in my day or I finish my day sooner. So one of the beauties of having a to-do list is that then you're not just working until 5pm because that's what you should do. You either work until 5pm if there's still loads on your list or you work until whenever your list is done if that's sooner and then you get to finish. A side note that I didn't even talk about within that first tip of creating a list is to make sure that we're being realistic with what we can achieve in a day. One of the easiest ways to set yourself up for failure is to be over ambitious about how much you can get done in your time because you're just going to then end your day feeling really demotivated and then you're going to have more to do tomorrow that you haven't yet factored any time in to do. Bit of a side note there but I think just an important thing to acknowledge. So circling back to my third tip which is to work in Pomodoro sprints. I find for me a 45 minute sprint works really well. I'll work for 45 minutes take about a 10 minute break and then keep going with that cycle until it's lunch or until there's something else that needs to get done. So those are my three tips. Basic, I know, you've probably heard of them all before, right? But I'm gonna guess at least one of those is something that you could be doing better at. Whether it's making sure you're writing out a list each day, creating a more intentional environment which helps you to be your most productive self, or working in those sprints to break your day up, I would encourage you as your piece of homework for this week to think about what's gonna best help you. When you reflect on your way of working, why are you unproductive and how can you use that awareness to come up with some kind of plan of how you can support yourself moving forwards. As I've said a few times, it's the simple stuff that really makes a difference and it's likely the stuff that you've done before. Being more productive generally is not rocket science and there's probably not any kind of magic solution out there as much as you might wish there is. So really think, how can I help myself in the day to day? And as your homework, I want you to start implementing that. Listen back to this episode whenever you need a reminder, whenever 
you need to get back on that horse of productivity and let me know what from this episode has most resonated with you. This rounds off the summer school series. I so hope you have found this series useful. I'm really interested to hear what you've thought of it, whether it's something that you would like me to continue to do over the summer break. As you might be aware, whilst you've been listening to these episodes, I've actually been off work taking my month off, which is something I do over August each year. But I'm going to be back next week. And as I usually do after my month off, I'll be back with a slightly chatty episode talking about my month off, how it was, how I'm feeling about returning to the business and hopefully just bringing you a little bit behind the scenes on kind of what my goals, intentions and focus areas are for the next few months. So make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on that. And of course, as well, so you don't miss out on all of the exciting guest episodes coming up. There are some really exciting guests booked in for the rest of 2022. So keep your ears peeled. (laughs) That's really weird, isn't it? Keep your ears out for those. You know what I mean. Thanks for listening to the Summer School series. I hope you found it useful. Chat to you soon. TTYL. Bye. Bye bye. Before you go and action what you've learned in today's episode, let me remind you about this week's partner. When I started my business, I made a big mistake when it came to visuals. I changed color palettes frequently, hand drew my logo, and even had a pink website, I know. I saw design as a fluffy extra, and as a result, struggled to build brand recognition and trust with my audience. Since then, I've thankfully learned how important it is to ensure that the way you look reflects who you are, and to be cohesive with every touch point. There's no denying it. Visuals matter. But if, like me, design just isn't your forte, how do you make sure you show up professionally and consistently? Well, that's where 99designs comes in. 99designs by Vista is a platform here to help you find professional designers from around the world to bring your brand to life through custom and memorable design. It's a bit like Hinge, but for design. So whether you're starting out and need a logo and brand identity, or further along and need a social media banner or packaging design, 99designs will help you find your design match. There are two ways to do it. You can either launch a contest and be flooded with design ideas from around the world, or you can be matched with a designer to work with from start to finish across your project. I've recently launched my own contest to create a logo for one of my group programs, and it's been so fun to see the creative entries come in. I'm excited to have partnered with 99designs to get you £20 off your first contest. So to invest in risk-free professional graphic design, head to the link in the show notes or to 99designs.com forward slash Alice to get started today. Thank you.